Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I'm so happy that you are here because this is a positive, supportive environment where we can heal together. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor or mental health professional first. So there's just a warning for today's episode. I will be discussing the subject of suicide and child suicide If you are sensitive to these topics, you may want to skip the episode altogether or return to it at a later date. Today we are discussing toxic positivity and mental health with UC and my Akashic Record reading. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to tell you three things. So far, I've given you 64 episodes and over a year and a half of free content. I started this podcast in April 2022, and I'm so glad I did. So please support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating wherever you listen and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So what people are saying now is think about grabbing your partner's phone or your children's phones and just quickly, all you do is play a little bit of the episode and then you just hit five stars. That would be so helpful as well because (laughs) I need all the ratings and reviews I can get. And I'm so close, as I said, to that little black legitimacy star on Apple Podcasts. So uh, please think about adding there. And always remember to hit the follow button so new apps pop up automatically on your podcast player. I have been corresponding with an amazing listener named Bonnie, and I'm so grateful that I met her. And this is the great thing about this podcast for me. I get to meet all of you, or those who write to me, who are amazing, and you always give me the best advice and you hear things in an episode where you say, well, no, 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 you need to go back and you need to kind of amend what you said and you need to clarify what you said because the listeners may get confused. And I really appreciate Bonnie because when she had written to me originally about this clarification, I was like, oh no, it's 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 fine. I, I gave a different name. And then I realized, no, that's not right. She's absolutely 100% correct and I really need to clarify. So thank you, Bonnie. This is her advice. These are her words. Before I forget, I listened to UC episode 61 and you had mentioned about NAG, N-acetylglucosamine. I just want to mention that NAG and glucosamine, which sometimes is combined with MSM, which is this word, methyl sulfonylmethane, <laughs> sorry guys, which helps in arthritis, and chondriton, which is the molecule that occurs naturally in the body and is on par with glucosamine, are two different things and the listeners should be aware of it. More information is on peacehealth.org and just look up N-acetylglucosamine. From what I read, NAG has a larger molecule and is handled by the body differently from glucosamine. Thank you so much, Bonnie, for clarifying that. I think that's really excellent that you did that because I didn't actually didn't know that. So please, if anyone wants to take glucosamine versus NAG, look up on, she said, peace, health, 
org. And also I want to clarify more, and that is I mentioned L-glutamine in that episode too. So now you have NAG, which is one thing, you have glucosamine, which is another thing, and then you have L-glutamine, which is something that is in the same category, but entirely different. So you're talking about three different substances or substances is such a harsh word, but you know, three different supplements, I guess you could say. So what I'm doing now is now that I'm feeling pretty good, knock on wood, I'm taking NAG every other day just to keep that mucus flow in my colon and to keep everything sealed in my gut. So that's what I do. And you can go back to episode 61 and I talk about the NAG I take, which has a bunch of other stuff. And I think that's been so helpful to me. As Bonnie notes, make sure that you read the labels. I have really screwed myself. You guys know from past episodes what I've done with the Chinese herbs and the whole thing. So definitely read everything. Read the active ingredients, the inactive ingredients, everything so you know what you're putting into your body. But you guys know that. Just a little reminder. I also want to talk about upcoming topics for this podcast because I want to see what you guys want to hear. I I would love for you to write in. So you can write in two ways. You can DM me on Instagram at two inches off the ground, or you can just email me at freespiritpodcasts, that's with an S, at gmail.com. I like to respond. Now it's taking me a little bit longer, so I will definitely respond to you within a few days. And yeah, I would really appreciate that. So I am going to talk about the book, The Body Keeps Score, because I think that's so important. I've been meaning to talk about that for quite some time. I am going to talk about intuitive eating. That's going to be the week before Thanksgiving. That week of Thanksgiving for Americans, uh, Thanksgiving is November 23rd. I am taking that off. Then I'm coming back to discuss eating disorders. I'd like to delve into that, that connection between eating disorders and UC. I had a couple listeners write to me. For those listeners, if you want to come on and discuss your experience, please let me know. Write to me again, because I've been finding a lot of information that is good. Well, no, I wouldn't even... No, it's good, but it's very heavily scientific And it just says one thing. There's a link between UC and eating disorders. I'm not finding a lot. I asked the, how should I put it without giving their name away? But I asked the main person that when you search this to come on and talk about it, they did not want to. So (laughs) I can't, you know what I mean? So it's going to be me researching myself. If anyone wants to help me and give me some good resources on that, that would be really helpful. Uh, and I don't know, I want to put in some interviews. I have one, two interviews that I'm pretty sure are happening in December. And there's a third I may reach out to. So I will let you know how everything's going. Please let me know what you want to hear. Okay, because that's really important. This is your podcast. This is our podcast. We all need to learn from each other. I will take note of what you want to hear, and I'm happy to research and do everything. So there you go. And let's see. So that's that's all I have to say for today on just the updates. So let's discuss what I want to talk about in this episode, and that is toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is when you tell yourself everything is great. 
everything's going well, I feel great, I'm not in pain, I'm not anything, and you're really in a bad place, you're suffering, but you're trying to trick your mind so that you feel better. Toxic positivity is very dangerous because you're not dealing with the issues. There's a way to obviously elevate your mindset when you're in a flare, and I've talked about that in other episodes, but when I did that, I wasn't saying to myself, oh my God, I feel great, I feel awesome, I'm feeling better. It wasn't like that. It was more, hey, today I can do this. Today I'm celebrating this victory. Today, I walked around the house. I was able to grocery shop. It wasn't easy, but I had a victory because I was able to grocery shop today. That's how I did it when I kept elevating my mindset, but I did not say to myself, oh, I'm not in any pain. I feel great. I'm awesome. You'll see, especially in American society, thank God we're stopping this now, but that used to be a big thing, especially 10 years ago, I would say 15 years ago, when people are like, oh yeah, you know, you need to just have this amazingly positive mindset and you don't ever have to fight and you don't ever have to, you know, everything should be happy and positive and it wears a person down. And I think you can see that, especially on social media with some of these social media influencers who are huge deal, right? They have millions upon millions of followers and even they have to take off (laughs) months or something like that for social media because it just wears them down because they're putting on their stories, they're so happy or they're putting on their posts, they're so happy and they're not. And it really does fuck with your mind. It's a mind fuck. There you go. So I have to tell you what happened to me, which was something that took me by surprise. I was asked to write a foreword to a book, which I was honored to do. The book had to do with mothers who lost children from suicide. And these children were teenagers. Some of them were as young as 14, some of them up to 19. I mean, I think there were a few younger adults, which were around 20, 22. It was very sad to read the book, but the mother's I have to say, were very inspiring as well. And the mothers discussed each child's story and were very honest about the child's personality. Yes, they were a light and they were wonderful and beautiful souls, but they also struggled with X, Y, and Z. So I really appreciated the honesty and all of that. And there was one child in particular who was, I believe, one of the younger ones. I believe he was 14, if I remember correctly. And he struggled with all types of food allergies. The striking part about this child's story was he never complained about his food allergies. He never voiced any type of suffering, any type of pain, anything. They only saw him as cheerful and happy and making others happy. And then he ended up dying by suicide. So then I was reading the other children's stories and it was the same thing. A lot of them, not everyone, but basically the general consensus was these children were very positive, very happy. No one knew they were suffering. And then they ended up taking their lives, which is so sad. When I was in high school, there was a girl in my high school who I had known for pretty much my whole life. I would say we were friendly, maybe not friends, but we were friendly. And she was the happiest, most positive, 
always laughing human you will ever meet. And it shocked me to learn that she had ended up attempting suicide. She's alive and well and and doing fine, thank God. But the reason I'm telling you this today and what struck me about writing the foreword for this book, reading this book, was these young people, all they wanted to do was make others happy. And you think about a Robin Williams, what happened with him, the famous comedian, where I felt he was like that too. Now Matthew Perry has passed away, the actor from Friends that happened a few days ago, and I am not in any way saying it was linked to suicide or anything, but he talks a lot about depression in his book. And he was an addict. So there was a lot going on with him, but then he had the side to him where you know he was showing up to set every day and doing the work and just wanted to make people happy. And I think there's so much danger in that. We have to take this to heart because in UC, it's so hard because we can't be complainers. You don't want to be the 90-year-old who talks to everyone about your health problems. You don't want to be that person, of course. But at the same time, if you're not talking to anyone about how you really feel and you're putting on this happy face... That's when things go so, so wrong. And I told my husband about this because my husband's like, you know, he's always, you you heard him. I can't remember. I can never remember the episode number, but you guys heard him on that episode. And he's like, you know, just keep a positive mindset. Just do this. And he's right. But I told him after I wrote the forward to that book that, listen, you've got to be able to hear me vent once in a while. That's part of being my spouse. That's part of being my partner. I understand I should not be a complaining, negative, bitching, angry monster. That's not what you married. I get that. That's not what you signed up for. But I should be able to vent a little bit. And I told him what happens when you don't vent about these children's stories. And he was, he agreed. He he was pretty shocked by that too. I think it changes the mindset a little bit more because the last thing you want to do when you are so sick is to be worn down emotionally. And as you guys know, it's so dangerous for your mental health. And our partners should understand that they have to hear just a little bit or some of when we're having a bad day or definitely when we're in a flare. They have to have a bit of patience, a bit of grace. And as I've said many times in this podcast, you need to enlist a mental health professional. I mean, we're going through shit, no pun intended, but we're going through shit that is so unreal and so many people cannot relate. And quite frankly, because of what we have, so many people don't want to hear about it. People don't want to hear about your bathroom issues. They don't want to hear that you're bleeding out your butt. They don't want to hear about all of that, you know, and and I get it because it's something that scares people, number one. And it's also not the most pleasant subject. So having a mental health professional has always helped me. I go to a trauma energy healer when things build up and I get frustrated and it's just too much. 
You have to have someone hear you and acknowledge your pain. Remember when I talked about being sexually abused in one of the earlier episodes and I talked about going to the trauma energy healer, which I keep forgetting to ask her to come on. And I'm doing that today. (laughs) I'm writing her a text and asking her to come on this podcast because she's invaluable. But anyway, if you remember in that episode, I said that I had not told anyone that I was sexually abused as a child until I was in my early 40s. I held on to that pain for so long. And then she said to me, you finally needed a professional, an adult to acknowledge you. That's so important for someone to be sitting across from you and saying, I am so sorry that happened to you. Or if you're in a UC flare or you're just having a bad day or whatever it is, I am so sorry that you're in a flare right now. Please tell me about it. Please talk about your pain so we can work through it. You have to do it, guys. You can only do so many metaphysical and turn inward and all of that so much. And trust me, I'm all about it. And you know me, I'm all about the metaphysical and I'm all about talking to my guides and all this kind of stuff. But you have to have an actual human who can acknowledge what you're going through and address it and possibly come up with a really good solution. You have to get your frustration out. Other ways besides talking to a mental health professional is obviously exercise. I think you guys know that. And when I say exercise, I have learned that I really need to exercise. Not this bullshit of me doing, and it's not bullshit. Sorry, if any, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but this <laughs> kind of light, you know, doing this a little bit of restorative yoga for 10 minutes. I have to really get sweaty and detox my body and detox my feelings and do all of that. So that's important too. I cannot say enough about getting your heart rate up and pumping and all of that. That really helps with getting frustration out. I mean, hello, that's why so many people go to the gym. I utilize metaphysical practices such as energy healing, Reiki, crystals, talking to my spirit guides, meditating. I do all that because that helps me support my journey. You guys help me support my journey and hopefully I'm helping you support your journey. But I do that as well because it helps me feel that I'm not alone. When I was in my worst, absolute just in the dark hole in my UC flare. You guys know that I had been talking to a spirit guide who was cracking jokes to me. And that's the reason that I was able to lift myself out of that dark hole and come into the light again. So just think about the next time you want to pretend and say everything's great and everything's fine when it's really not. Find a resource where you can really talk to someone who can acknowledge you, who can listen to you. And again, probably the person you need to go to is a mental health professional. And remember, I have Allison Chawla. I can't remember what episode, but she's a mental health professional. She works online. She works with people from all over the world. So you have her to access. She's amazing. And you have other people to access as well. I'm sure in your area are people that work online, whatever works for you, but really think about that. Okay, so this leads me to the second topic of today, my Akashic Record reading. So first of all, what is an Akashic Record reading? It's a very metaphysical thing. 
I'm going to talk about it more on my other podcast, Two Inches Off the Ground, and my experience, but I'm going to touch on the UC part of it today. An Akashic Record reading, to me, I've heard a lot of definitions of it, but it's basically (laughs) the files going back from the beginning of time. So it's all the records of your soul as it's passed through time. And they say that Akashic Record readings are really good because what you can do is you can find out some of these issues that you're just not solving in this lifetime, but there may be a reason in another lifetime, in a past life, as they say. I think I've talked about this before. I believe more in simultaneous lives than past lives. I believe that these lives are all happening at the same time. So if you were um, a slave girl in Egypt, I believe that's happening now. It's just your energy is focused on this lifetime. So for me, I have a lot of lifetimes where I am suffering and I'm in pain and I'm a slave and all sorts of things. So my energy is focused in this lifetime and that's why I'm here. Now, I know there's people who don't believe in any of this. If you're listening, that's fine. Just ignore it, whatever. But listen to some of the suggestions that the Akashic Reader gave me. Now, Akashic Record readings, they're okay. I've now gotten to, I thought the woman the second time was great for other reasons, but I wasn't so into it. There's not a lot I learned that I didn't already know. I'll be honest with you guys. I think you can just learn how to do it yourself if you're interested. There's a book by Linda Howe, H-O-W-E, and she gives the exact instructions of how you can get into the Akashic Records. And I think it's literally called the book Akashic Records. I have it somewhere on this bookshelf. So if you're interested in that and you want to know more, just pick up that book. Akashic Record readings are expensive, so I'd rather have you spend the money on something more UC-related than that. Uh, And it's something, I really feel it's something you can easily do because I've gone into the Akashic Records myself and I feel like I've gotten the same results, if not better, from what the quote unquote experts gave me. Okay, so enough on that. Here's what the Akashic Record reader said to me. And by the way, I really did think she was talented because of the energy I was picking up and I thought she was very interesting and I didn't think she was BS at all. I actually really liked her and I think she gave me some really good suggestions and a little bit of good insight. In her reading, she said that many lifetimes ago, I was humiliated and scorned. It sounded like a scarlet letter situation, not exactly that situation, but just, you know, in the scarlet letter, the woman is just what is it, Hester Prynne? I haven't read that since high school, but (laughs) Hester Prynne is just rejected from all of society and treated like garbage and you know what happens at the end. So the reader thought that I had a very similar situation. I carried it with me through lifetimes and she felt that the SIRS and UC stemmed from that. She said, because of that, I developed all type of food issues and not physical food issues, more emotional food issues. But she also felt that the SIRS and UC are curable for me. She gave me some interesting suggestions such as, this one I'd never heard before, lay face down on the earth. So my colon is on the earth. The earth can absorb the toxins from the colon that way. 
usually you hear that you take off your shoes, take off your socks, and you stand on the earth, and then the toxins are absorbed that way. They say that a lot about EMF, right? About electromagnetic frequency, all of the bad energy from cell phones and all of that. And the experts say that you should be in nature as much as you can, and also be touching skin to earth. And usually it's you know, you take off your shoes again, your socks again, and you're walking on the sand on a beach and you're letting the waves lap against your ankles and all of that. So that's what they usually recommend. But this woman said, no, actually, I'm getting a message to lay face down so your colon can be touching the earth. thought that was really interesting. It's getting cold now. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to do that. If it's a sunny dry day, I will do it. I've done it once and I did it at night in front of a full moon. Was it the full moon or the new moon? Yeah, it was a full moon. And I thought it was just cool to do. I don't know. It's just good energy. Why not? It can't hurt. It can only help. She also recommended a seaweed wrap, which I keep getting that message. You should be doing something with seaweed. You should be doing something with algae. I constantly get that message. She also said to align with the moon cycles, which I'm trying to do now. I am hoping that my period comes with the new moon. I don't think it's going to, but I'm going to try to go out into the new moon and the full moon and absorb that energy. And I think as you guys know, and if you don't know, if you're a crystal person, make sure on the new moon, full moon, you are cleaning your crystals and then you can put them out. So they absorb that energy and you can research what crystals are better in the sun and what crystals are better with the moon energy. She also said to align with the ocean tides. I don't live near the ocean. So for me, that's not easy. For some of you who live near the ocean, I recommend that. I think the ocean is so healing. <sighs> if I live near the ocean, I would definitely be walking on the sand every day I could. Obviously, if it's freezing, you're not going to do that. And if it's windy, I know how a beach is, obviously. But you know, if you're someone who lives somewhere where it's warm all the time, my Australian listeners, it's turning summer for you right now. You're spring and you're going to be in summer very soon. Think about doing that. She also talked about belly dancing, which I thought was really interesting. She said, get the energy moving in the gut and the colon area by belly dancing. This is something I may do. I do something called chakra dancing. I go through spurts and I do it on Daily Ohm. It's dailyohm.com. And you can do something called chakra dancing with Natalie Southgate. She's a lovely Australian woman. And what you do is you dance to balance your chakras and she has on a certain music with a certain frequency and I like doing that. But belly dancing is something I've never considered and I think it would be kind of cool. I'd probably do it more online. But <laughs> hey, why not? So those are her suggestions. The only other things I want to say about the Akashic Record reading, which I've heard many, many times before, she told me I'm not of this earth and I'm sure many of you are like me where you're the same meaning we're from a distant planet or the stars or a constellation. I know many of you don't believe in that. I do believe in it for myself and I believe in it for many of you. She also said that I know that humans can live without all the suffering and that's my sole purpose was 
I came to earth so I can help others so they don't suffer as much, which I knew. And I think you can say that about a lot of people. I don't think it's special to me. One thing that I really picked up that I liked a lot that again, I'm going to talk about a lot more on two inches off the ground is sometimes it's okay to take a break. I feel like I really needed to hear this message because if I don't do certain things, I feel a lot of guilt behind it. And she said to me, the universe wants you to know that you help so much that it's okay to take time for yourself. It's okay to take a break. The example I use is that I haven't, now I'm better, but I wasn't able to meditate for months. And I love to meditate. I'm a good meditator, but I just couldn't get into it. And she said to me, the reader said to me, the universe is telling me that's okay. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to take a break from all that. And if you don't want to, if you just want to go out and be light and have fun, you should be doing that. So I always get those messages of be lighter, have fun, lighten up. (laughs) I need to start doing that in 2024. Hell, I need to start doing that today. If you have gained any knowledge, insight, or comfort from these episodes, please support this podcast. Buy my UC ebook my meditations and donate. All the links are in the show notes. In my household, when we have a perfect shit, you know when it slides out of your body, it's a perfect color and solidly formed. And you're so proud of yourself that you turn around the toilet and go, wow, we call that a green heart. I wish everyone a green heart day.